You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 167. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Hope. It is such a powerful word because it's such a powerful emotion. It doesn't just evoke a warm feeling within us, but it can bring us through tough times like nothing else can. Don't believe me? Consider someone who has lost hope. But what is your hope based on? The reason a believer's hope has such power is because it is based on the promises of God. My hope is based on the truth of who God says he is. My hope is based on the future God has promised me. 10th Avenue North sings of this soul deep kind of hope in their song, I Have This Hope. It leads us to the prophet Isaiah. But before we head over there, let's listen. I have this hope in the depth of my I love the lyric, I have this hope in the depth of my soul. I can sing this and mean it because I have this hope in the depth of my soul and it's founded on the truth of God's word. And this is why I am on you week after week to get into God's word for yourself. I know it's not easy. I can't tell you the number of times I'll read something and say to the Lord, I have no idea what that means, or I can't tell you the number of times I've picked up my phone to check social media instead of reading a psalm, or better yet, really digging into scripture in a meaningful way. But there is one thing I can promise you. You cannot have that kind of hope in the depth of your soul without digging a foundation of knowledge and understanding of God's word. You cannot have that kind of depth from merely listening to Christian music. Is it a powerful tool in your arsenal? Yes, absolutely. It can keep your mind fixed on Christ. It can reinforce the truths that you are discovering in God's word. It can serve as worship. It can even serve as an avenue of prayer to God, but it is not designed to be your only intake of truth. And I asked someone recently what they did regularly to grow in their faith and in their walk with Christ. And they responded that they listened to their local Christian music station because they believed that singing Christian music was like praying twice. And now you know I love Christian music, but when we sing this week of God being with us through the flood and the fire, I want you to know that he is with you. I want you to know that this truth is found in Isaiah 43, or it's one of the places it's found, and that there's a lot more in there to know, both encouraging and hard to hear. 
I had the opportunity to ask that same question of another person recently. And the, the question about how are they deepening their walk with Christ? And their response was that they read inspirational quotes each day and they really liked um, a particular daily devotional that they that they gave me by name. They actually went on to admit that they know they should be reading their Bible, but that they just don't really do that. Now, don't misunderstand me, friend. I am not sitting in judgment of this dear soul. I sit in sadness. Do you know why? Because I have this hope in the depth of of my soul. I know that I know. I want the same for you. I want you to experience my Abba Father in that same way. I want your faith to be founded in truth. I want your walk to be strengthened. I want your love to be deepened. I want your witness to be bolder. I want you to know in your knower, I want you to have hope in the depth of your soul. So I chose Isaiah 43 for us this week because of verse 2. And it says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Now, you could download the free memory verse resource that you get when you subscribe to my podcast. You could put it on your desktop. You can put it on your iPad and your smartphone and print a copy out and put one copy on your bathroom mirror and another copy on the dash of your car. But if all you do is listen to this song and memorize verse 2, you will miss out on so much. From amazing characteristics of God, to even more amazing things that he thinks about us, to what wearies him, and to what he has planned in the future. So you can stay on the surface, or you can go deeper. And I know you want to go deeper. And I'm telling you, I I get intimidated by certain areas of scripture. And for some reason, Isaiah is one of those areas. It's long and some of the things I'm not sure exactly how to apply it to my life. But this week and this chapter, y'all, you do not want to miss it. So I'm going to jump in with my main Bible interaction tool exercise of the week. And that is to make a list. And I call my Bible interaction tool exercises bites, B-I-T-E. Um, and as I read through Isaiah 43, the first time I just saw so many of characteristics of God just jump off the page that I realized that, that he had a lot um, to, to say about he, who he was. And so I thought, well, I'll make a list of that. And then as I kept reading, I realized he had a lot to say about us as well. So I read it and I reread it. And then I used the bite of making a list. So this chapter is 28 verses long. I'm not going to read it all to you on the podcast today, partly because I just know you're going to want to go and read it for yourself once you hear this list. So listen to all of these wonderful characteristics of our Lord. He is the one who created us. He is the one who formed us, the one who ransomed us. He calls us by name. We are his When we go through deep waters, he is with us. He is the Lord, our God, Holy One, our Savior. He is the Lord and there is no other Savior. He is the only God. He is God from eternity to eternity. He is our Redeemer and he is King. 
those first five characteristics on that list are all found in just in the first verse, verse one. It says, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. If all you did was take each characteristic and meditate or think about it this week, okay? So meditation, I'm not talking about sitting cross-legged and um in the corner. I'm talking about letting an idea ponder and roll around in your mind. We're so inundated with data and information that we're not very good on meditating on things. Um, so, but if all you did was take one characteristic, the first five characteristics in just in that verse one and meditate on them this week, and that's another bite, by the way, is to meditate and then praise God for who he is. Thank him for what he's done with, as it relates to that characteristic and pray for greater understanding in what that means to you as you seek his will and his kingdom, not your own. How powerful would that be? So what would that look like? All right, so God is the one who created us. That's the first characteristic in the list that I made. So here's the prayer. Creator God, I praise you. You are creator. You decided what was right and good and beautiful. I thank you for creating me. I thank you for the breath that you've given me and the opportunity that I have to live on this day in this place, at this time in history, all are a part of your creation. God, help me know you as creator. Help me submit to your design of me, my body, my mind, my skin color, my heritage, all of me. Use me, Lord. Use all of it to further your kingdom today. And then, okay, so that's just a sample prayer. And then what if you allowed God to speak to you in um, in all of that during the day? What if you continued to meditate on this idea of God being creator all day and just open your heart to what he might say back to you as it relates to that? And then the next day, tackle the truth that God formed you. Well, what's the difference between being created and formed? Well, when I think of God and the word creation, I think of words spoken and things coming into existence. And when I think of being formed, for some reason, I don't know, I I picture the hands of God and like a lump of clay, you know, forming something. Perhaps you have an even better thought about all of that. At least give yourself a chance to think about it. So read Isaiah 43 and find out that God is the one who created us. He's the one who formed us, the one who ransomed us. He calls us by name. We are his. When we go through deep waters, he's with us. He is the Lord, our God, Holy One, our Savior. He is the Lord and there is no other Savior. He's the only God. He's God from eternity to eternity. He's our Redeemer and he is King. That's amazing. But what does God say about us in Isaiah 43? Now, I know that he is speaking to Israel, his chosen people in these verses. You can hear it. Oh, Israel, he says. But the old covenant was a foreshadowing of the new covenant. 
And in the new covenant, because of Christ and our adoption as children of God chosen before the foundation of the world, I believe that we can with full faith know that God feels the same way about us. Yes, in context, these words were said to his chosen people, Israel, but it doesn't, but I believe we can we can know that he believes the same way about us. Okay. So remember verse one, listen to the Lord who created you. The one who formed you says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Well, first of all, he created us. So if he created us, then we are created. All right. So he's creator, which then what does that mean about us? We are created. We are formed. We are not accidents. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You were created by the amazing God we've just been talking about. He purposed every hair on your head, every freckle, every bone, every cell, every chromosome. And then let's go on. If he ransomed us, so he ransomed us. That's something that's a characteristic about him. But if he ransomed us, then we have been ransomed. God has, has himself paid the price for our sin and redeemed us. He bought us back from the power of sin. He has rescued us from bondage. And it says he calls us by name. Well, if he calls us by name, then we have a name. Do you feel nameless? Do you feel like a number, like just just one of the crowd? Well, that's a lie of the enemy because God knows your name. He knows the very number of hairs he formed on your head. He knows your name and he calls you by your name. Have you ever been shocked when someone uses your name for seemingly the first time? Like, I didn't even realize she knew my name. (laughs) Well, don't be shocked. He calls you by name. He knows you. He knows you by name. We are his. In bridal gear these days, it is popular to see his and hers t-shirts or pillows or coffee cups. It's a beautiful declaration of belonging, right? Not in a negative sense, but a celebratory one. You are the bride of Christ. We are his. We belong to God and he takes care of what belongs to him. So then when we move on to verse two and back to that link to our song, it says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. In fact, that's what he goes on to say when you go on, when you, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. We are his. He won't let us go in the tough times. He doesn't release his hold on us. He will be with us. And then if you move on to verse four, God describes how he ransomed his people. He says, others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours. He mentions in previous verses, Egypt and Ethiopia and Seba, for that is the trade that God made then. Remember, this is specifically to Israel. For us in the new covenant, the ultimate trade was given. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Why? 
Why did God make this great exchange? Well, let's read the whole verse. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Because we're precious to him. We are precious. I am precious. You are precious. Please hear that. You are valuable to him. More than that, you are precious. I wish somehow that I I could say it in such a way that maybe if I say it again, just one more time, you are precious to him. That somehow it will begin to make its way into the depth of your soul. Because when you know in your knower that you are precious to him, then you will have this hope in the depth of your soul that in the fire or in the flood, he is with you. We're not done though. Not only are you precious to him, but you are honored. I'm not sure we have a very good grasp of honor these days in our culture, but I will say this, honor is given. Not because the person necessarily even deserves it, but because the bestower of the honor chooses to honor. Honor values another person highly as extremely important and of great worth. You are esteemed highly because God chooses to honor you. You have great worth in God's eyes, not because anything else than a choice that the God of the universe makes over you. God loves us. And I know you've heard this before, but I want you to know it. I want these truths to give you hope. Listen to your father. Listen up. He's trying to tell you. This is what he's saying to you. You are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid for I am with you is what comes next. And you notice it doesn't say you're precious to me, you're honored and I love you so nothing bad will ever happen to you. No, it says don't be afraid because I am with you. Now remember what I said at the top of the episode that this chapter in Isaiah tells of the amazing characteristics of God. It speaks to even more amazing things that God says about us. We've gone over both of those. But it also talks about what wearies him and what he has planned for the future. It's not all peaches and roses in this chapter, folks. Don't just claim the happy verses for your life. My my friend likes to call it bumper sticker theology. You know, because God is amazing. God thinks we're amazing. But we weary him. Can you relate to that emotion? Do you have any wearying relationships? You know, you know how exhausting they can be. Why would you want to weary this amazing, loving God who is head over heels over you? After all he's done for us, understanding the great exchange, don't you just want to be sure we bring him to light? I I don't know about you, but I don't want to weary God. But the Israelites did, and because we're just like they are, I'm pretty sure we do too. Verse 22 points out that we tend to grow tired of God. We stop asking for his help. We stop serving him. We get tired of seeking him, and we get tired of obeying him, and we grow weary of worship and gathering in his name, and in turn... We weary him with our faults. We burden him with our sins. Verse 22 says, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me. And verse 24 says, you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your faults. You are precious. You are honored and you are loved. 
but you are not perfect. God still asks us to follow and obey and worship him. And he deserves it, don't you think? And what about that future he has planned for us? Well, right before verse 18, God recaps some of the amazing, amazing things that he had done for his people, Israel. And then he says this, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Now, I don't think scripture is instructing us to literally forget all that God has done. I think we're pretty good at that, by the way. I think we're very much a what have you done for me lately kind of people. But I do think he's saying, I'm not done yet. And just like he wasn't done yet for his people, Israel, he's not done yet with us either. He's not left us. He won't leave us. And you can have this hope in the depth of your soul because God, because when God looks at you, He sees you precious, honored, and loved. So what's next? We'll read Isaiah 43, of course. So pull out a piece of paper or a journal and make a list of the characteristics of God that you see in this chapter. And they might differ slightly from what I I read to you because you might read in a different version. Um, Make another list of what God says about you. And then use the characteristics of God in your daily prayer and praise time, like I gave in the example. Allow the many profound truths in this chapter to make their way into the depths of your soul through meditation and prayer and purposed study. And if it's not getting through, just ask him to help it get through, you know, and don't forget to share it with a friend. Sow the seed that has been sown in you. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellenizat or on Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for featuring a 10-day series of devotions, pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. I also want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, Judy from Illinois, Debbie from Illinois, Ashley from Arkansas, Patty from California, Hope from Florida, Wendy from Indiana, Cesa from California, I hope I said that right, Jamie from Texas, Renita from Washington, Fred from Wisconsin, Michelle from Ohio, Amanda from North Carolina, Nita from North Carolina, Joan from Ohio, Alcina from Massachusetts, BLK from Nebraska, Danine from Alberta, Canada, Tammy from Washington, and Tony from Wisconsin. Welcome. Now, all new subscribers to my website benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying Thank you for listening. So head over to michellenizat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. And while you're there, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. So I kind of have to admit... I was extremely giddy on Friday when Mandisa herself 
gave the podcast a shout out on Twitter and Facebook saying, as a lover of God's word and a fan of Christian music, this podcast is my love language. You have a new subscriber in me. Thank you so much, Mandisa. I'm super excited about that. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Rise by Danny Gokey. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 167. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.